Wednesday night on The Fan, pregame Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590 The Fan for the next hour. We've got our last regular show before the chaos of All-Star Week festivities begin. We'll let you know where and how to watch us a little later in the show. But Wednesday night hockey tonight on the network, last day of games uh, before you get to watch all the superstars here in Toronto. It's going to be Ottawa and Detroit on the network tonight. Two teams that were hot breakthrough candidates to start the season one, proving to be a little bit closer than the other. Um, Steve Levy of ESPN will join us shortly to go through all this and All-Star festivities. The main event of NHL All-Star Thursday uh, tomorrow night uh, is the Canadian Tire PWHL 3-on-3 Showcase. We'll have Montreal Defender and regular to the Cuthbert Forfar Summer Mm. Golf Outings one Aaron Ambrose in studio to discuss in about a half hour. It's a big day for those from Georgina. Shout out Sutton and Keswick representing. Again, you're just like the, the footprint keeps spreading. You just... No, Georgina encompasses Sutton and Keswick, and okay. there'll be two out of three of us in here tonight. Plus Holly. Well, yeah, I mean, Holly's always here. Anywho, later in the show, uh, we got interesting Super Bowl tidbits to believe, if you believe in superstitions, so you might want to tune into that, and best bets for the All-Star skills and the All-Star game this week. Uh, but first, let's get into what's going to be a big game on sports at 1 tonight. Two Canadians go head-to-head with the Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray in OKC and Shea Gilgis-Alexander at 8 p.m. Now, this is a, a must-view experience for the Canadian pride. Yeah, Canadian basketball fans definitely want to tune into this one because the two uh, lead protagonists on each side are definitely Canadians going head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And it's like slightly hyperbolic, I say, I would say, to say, hey, this is a major, major opportunity tonight, a statement game potentially for Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But it kind of is because the MVP discussion in the NBA uh, has taken a bit of a turn here. Of course, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been in that discussion for a while now. But the latest update is that Joel Embiid has fallen out, partly because he might not be able to hit the minimum games played. And even in the process of trying to do that, He's kind of laboring through games the other night. It it was kind of a mess watching him clearly hurt, clearly Mm. uh, affected by an injury, just kind of gutted out because he's trying to hit a minimum games. We can get into the the integrity issue behind that. But Embiid has dropped here. Jokic is the favorite, and he won't play for the Nuggets tonight in the head-to-head against the Thunder. So Shea with the second shortest odds. Shea the thir- uh, third place right now uh, in terms of NBA scoring behind Embiid and Luka Doncic. If Shea keeps leading this Thunder team to maybe the number one seed in the Western Conference when uh, Embiid might be ineligible and Jokic uh, might be looking ahead rather than looking at winning another MVP, uh, this is an opportunity for Shea mm-hmm. to continue to build his case and to continue to further his name in the discussion amongst the league's best players and the most valuable ones in the NBA this year. So NBA players must play a minimum of 65 games during the regular season to be eligible for awards like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and even all NBA honors. Uh, So he's getting scarily close to not being eligible for this. Mm -hmm. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I don't think he... No such issue. He struggled much with injury, like knock on wood. You know, he's a pretty consistent player. He's a pretty durable player. Um, You had stake in the Embiid MVP odds, and you've Mm -hmm. even withdrawn that stake (laughs) because that's how confident you are, possibly, that the tide is turning a bit and Shea might be the guy that actually brings home this hardware. And, And for those... That remember Steve Nash, he had back-to-back MVP years, the only Canadian to ever yeah. win that award. Like, that was 2005, 2006. And think about Shea, who's 
already come on the stage, of course, as a very proud Canadian, obviously at the FIBA World Cup this summer. I think he became more of a household name for those um, across Canada and internationally that got to appreciate Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And this could be something really, really special, especially heading into Paris this summer. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. It would be awesome. But more important than my bet, like I I do think, you know, the NHL makes rule changes and they don't result in something that was Mm -hmm. intended. I think the same thing is here with the NBA and this minimum games to win an MVP because you can't have a face of the NBA in Joel Embiid playing games where in which he probably shouldn't just because he wants to hit a minimum games threshold. Like that is a dangerous situation to put your athletes in. And I definitely don't think Adam Silver and the NBA want a guy like Embiid playing just so he can try to hit him minimum games. I mean, that is not a good look for the mm-hmm. NBA and something that will be discussed a lot uh, going forward here. All right, Denver and OKC, 8 p.m. tonight on Sportsnet 1. You can see those two go head-to-head. Uh, let's bring in our first guest of the day. Steve Levy, of course, ESPN voice of the NHL, was going to be a part of the All-Star festivities. Uh, Steve, we appreciate you jumping on. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited to get up to Toronto. It's going to be a lot of fun up there. Yeah, uh, we are excited to be the center of the hockey world for real this time, not just, you know, because people say <laughs> that. Um, you're going to be involved in all the action this this year, uh, working with P.K. Subban, Mark Messi on the panel. Like, that sounds like a bit of chaos, a uh, lot of fun. What do you expect hanging around with those guys in the city with all the stuff going on? I'm hoping I can find PK before it's time to leave uh, back home on Sundays. That, that's my, you know, if I, if I bump into PK by accident, that's a win. Uh, you know, he's from that area. Mm-hmm. And so I know he's got a place there. And I guess he has quite a few places there. Yeah. <laughs> places he enjoys going as well. So I'm looking forward to taking part in, in some of that. And, um, you know, traveling around with Mark Messier sort of got that rock star appeal uh, wherever he goes. So he doesn't have to just be in Toronto. It's pretty much anywhere in North America, maybe even globally with mess. So uh, the three of us, we feel like we got a good thing going and uh, we know we're going to have a good time. And, and then there'll be the TV aspect of it too. We'll try to have some fun on television <laughs> also. So uh, this is, this is what this weekend's all about, right? I mean, let's not take these things too seriously. I think that's mistake number one when it comes to any kind of all-star affair. Uh, these are for the fans this is supposed to be a good time. And I think the players want to have fun, too. The players want to have a good time. And so I think uh, I think that's that's motto number one. Nobody's getting two points in the standings, <laughs> although that's a million bucks U.S., I guess, to whoever wins the skills competition. So that'll be fun to spread around. Yeah, you got a pretty good uh, crew to roll around with uh, in Toronto uh, this weekend. So it should be a lot of fun. You mentioned that, yeah, there's a million dollars on the line, but we shouldn't take everything too, too seriously because, you know, this is, you know, for fans and for sponsors and for the players to enjoy themselves and maybe push uh, their brands uh, a little bit as well. But there are material changes made to this mm-hmm. year's All-Star uh, weekend uh, intended to be more successful than maybe it was uh, previously. So what do you have more confidence in? Are you are you buying into the skills here? Are you buying into the player draft? Are you buying into both? What are you excited for among the changes? Yeah, uh, those two things. And listen, full marks to the NHL, first of all. Like, th- they continually try to tweak this thing to try to get it right, to make it more entertaining. Um, for me, I've always been a fan of the baseball all-star game, right? That's that's the closest to the real game played of all the four big pro sports, I think, right, in terms of a regular season or playoff kind of game. It's still best pitcher, best hitter, and I think you still enjoy that. So – I think we know what the NHL weekend's about. I think the skills got way out of line in terms of <laughs> time and too many bodies out there. Mm-hmm. So just 
just cutting it down to 12 immediately is a victory before anybody steps on the ice. I think that's a win. Um, I think the hidden aspect, maybe you guys have addressed it, maybe you haven't, is you know when they get late in the skills, they're gonna ha- they're gonna be able to choose the goalie they want to go mm-hmm. against. So to me, that adds some interest. Like the draft is fun, it's cool, but as you get into it and you get closer to winning a million bucks, and again, I heard you know Kale McCarr, if he gets it, he's gonna split it up among all the Avalanche defensemen. Like I think that's that's really cool. So, uh, but you get to pick the goalie. You want to beat, and I guess if you're in first place, you get to choose first. So theoretically, you're choosing the, the worst, the worst <laughs> goalie, I guess. You know, mm. the eighth goalie, however many there are. So, so I think that's really fun. It's little things like that, uh, the little nuances and touches. I'm looking forward to. And yes, the the uh, the draft tomorrow night could lead to you know an uncomfortable moment, <laughs> and I'm all for, I'm all for awkward and uncomfortable too. <laughs> I wonder what's worse, getting picked last in the draft or getting picked first as a goaltender. For you know, on the step to winning a million dollars, I think they're more, both brutal. Maybe there's a little collusion thing. Like mm. if Connor McDavid's like, "Hey, Cam, Cam Talbot, get in there, and you know, you know what I'm gonna do." But like, no, the, so they, they, got, they got a rule, right? They had some rules, I guess. You can't, you can't take a teammate, for example, mm. if it's your goalie and all that stuff, to avoid some kind of collusion. But listen, there will be hijinks. There will be, there'll be some fun. And again, as long as everybody takes it in the proper spirit. Uh, has all the makings for a great weekend. Um, all right, lots to come NHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, we'll be down there and we'll run into each other, I'm sure. Um, we'll have lots to oh, discuss. Uh, but let's take a minute to to reflect on where we're at in the NHL season. It's like a natural reflection point, uh, you know, a little bit past halfway. What's been the story of the season for you? We're obviously up in Canada. We talk a lot about these Canadian teams, but I wonder for you yeah. if it's a different story down south. Uh, we're high on the Canucks. I mean, we're, we're talking Canada, too. I, I can't believe how, you know, I knew Vancouver would take a step. I can't believe how good they are. Um, so that's one of the storylines. I think the Oilers are a natural story. Yes, even down here, we're talking all Canada, too. Mm-hmm. The Oilers are a natural storyline. Um, you know, I feel it. you know, they got their coach fired. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Those players and, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl, I think they wear that. It was only a matter of time before they turned it around. But Knobloch has obviously pushed, you know, pushed a lot of the right buttons. And uh, you can't make up a winning streak like this, bordering on history, 16 games now. So uh, those are two of the, the the plus stories, I think. You know, I think everybody's down on Calgary. And, you know, what are they? where do they go from here? They were seen so close a couple of years ago. And you make a trade that doesn't work out. And, you know, sort of there goes the air out of the balloon. And as for the American teams down here in the States, people are very concerned about the Rangers. Got off to a great start. It's really a New York, L.A. thing. Both the Rangers and Kings got off to incredible starts. You know, the Kings can't buy a win. I, I don't know what's going on in Los Angeles. Uh, they're, they're, you know, their coach might be on the hot seat going mm-hmm. into the All-Star break. And, and after starting the season, I think they won their first 11 road games, the greatest start in NHL history on the road. Uh, you could have never seen that coming. So um, the West, to me, seems top-heavy. Like, you know, five really good teams. I used to think it was six with L.A. in it that could all win the Cup. And in the East, it just seems so wide open that, you know, anybody who can sneak into eight, or it's a Toronto sneaking in, you know, getting in. If it's, if it's Tampa Bay, which I didn't think was assured of a playoff spot getting in, uh, that you could win the Stanley Cup from eight, I think, in the East. I don't think that's the case in the West.
What's your read on the Metropolitan Division? You mentioned the Rangers there. Obviously, they lead the division. They had a great start. They haven't been as good uh, since the holiday break, just 7, 8, and 2, and, and a little bit worse if you want to look at the last couple weeks. Uh, but they don't really have – they do have a challenger in the Carolina Hurricanes and I guess the Philadelphia Flyers. But a team like Jersey was supposed to take a step, didn't. Pittsburgh still kind of treading water there in the middle yeah. of the standings. It just seems Islanders made a move at the coaching position it just doesn't seem like that division, despite everything we expected, has lived up to expectation or is even really all that strong. What's your read on the Metro? Is this a, a lot of decent teams kind of bouncing off each other or is are they lesser than when looking at the other divisions? I think it's, I think it's disappointing. Uh, I probably should put the Flyers in the more promising stories of the season at the first half, although not lately. They've been giving up a ton of goals. Torts must be losing his mind. and I, lo- I love that guy. I think the Devils are a massive disappointment. Uh, I think the Devils and Carolina were not only among the favorites to win the division, but to come out of the East and maybe even Stanley Cup favorites. And, um, you know, I think both of them have real goaltending issues. feels like half the, half the league has goaltending issues, and I don't remember it. Well, my memory's not great anymore. But I don't remember it ever being this bad where maybe two-thirds of the league is not sold on their number one goalie. And you know, a handful of teams have you know a second goalie that could be a number one elsewhere, and that's why the trade deadline is is going to be so interesting with the goaltending position. But yeah, the Metro's a weird one, so there's still time for the Rangers. Uh, the Heat, a loss is really bad. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Kako now. So those young players the Rangers have been counting on, it just hasn't materialized. It doesn't sound like anybody's coming on the farm. <laughs> so it it might be. It, it might just be a case of, you know, can Shesterkin get back to his old form? Uh, because, he you know, he's the best goalie in that in that division of those teams, and he gives the Rangers a leg up. And, you know, not for Jonathan Quick, Rangers are, you know, probably out of a playoff spot right now. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been a great story in the first half. But, you know, maybe, the again, when healthy, I thought the Devils would be much better. I thought Carolina would be much better. They got the same goaltending issues. But Shesterkin might just be the key, not just to the Rangers, but the that whole division right now. Uh, we've got the Red Wings and the Ottawa Senators tonight on Sportsnet uh, after us at 7 p.m. Both teams we were talking about before we brought you in uh, had a lot of expectation to be maybe like the sexy pick to, to make a playoff push yeah. this year. Uh, clearly one of them is a little bit closer to that. That would be the Red Wings for you. Do you believe that like they have something different this time around, that they have an opportunity to start to prove some people right that have put them in their, uh, in their bracket of a team that is on the rise? Listen, I'm a big fan of what they're doing there. Um, I've had a chance to cover a couple games this season. New Zealand Lalonde is one of my favorite new coaches around the NHL. I think he's sort of one of those unrecognizable guys. He probably walks around and people don't realize, yeah, he, that, that's the coach of the Detroit Red Wings, man. So, uh, But like I just said, maybe it's a half or two-thirds of the league wondering about their goaltending. I think that's, you know, that's a real issue in Detroit. Uh, they just can't be sure what they have right now. Uh, the Larkin injury... You saw what his impact means when he's out of the lineup now that he's back and he's on a tear and the team's on a tear as well. So, um, but right, it was right. It was Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa were the Mm -hmm. three teams Mm -hmm. that everybody in the East was where, oh, wait, they're going to get three playoff spots. So which three teams are going to be, you know, kicked out from a year ago. Mm. And of course that hasn't worked out uh, obviously for Buffalo or Ottawa and, and maybe Detroit, right? Without this recent run, Detroit wasn't in the mix either, but um, Detroit's got a really good thing going, man. I was just there uh, for football 
even saw a Pistons game. Like, that's a great city. That downtown has been revitalized. Obviously, the Lions have done a lot for that city and the and the pride in Detroit. Um, and the hockey team is on the on the come. They're they're coming fast for sure. And if it's not this year, it'll be next year. Yeah, Michigan on a bit of a wave right now, and it helps that yeah. the Metropolitan Division is as weak as as it is because uh, two wild cards could come from the Atlantic, which could open the door uh, for the Red Wings. Uh, let's talk about the Atlantic for a second. Uh, we were expecting change at the top, at least with Boston, but they're right up there among the game's elite once again. Uh, Florida looks like a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Maybe flaws in both Toronto and Tampa Bay. But when you look at that division, I mean, you probably got to look there for the Stanley Cup favorite, at least uh, from the Eastern Conference uh, in terms of participants. Uh, how do you handicap the Atlantic division? Like, which power do you believe in most? Boston is remarkable. It is remarkable. We just keep waiting for them to take a step back, and it just doesn't happen. So, so obviously, this year, without Bergeron and Krejci, the year before, so two years ago, right, Bergeron's hurt, Marchand's hurt, McAvoy's hurt to start the season, and they, you know, still go on to have the greatest season in, in regular season history. So, uh, listen, if I'm Don Sweeney, the general manager in Boston, and, and, and Cam and those guys up there, I'm thinking, listen, we've got what everybody wants. We've got two number one goalies, right? They could get a haul for one of those guys and really solidify whatever position they need solidifying at, right? They're one of the handful of teams that really has two, I think, you know, a one and a 1A goalie situation there. So I think Boston, I think Florida will be dangerous again, uh, but those two teams really, you know, seem to stand out. And again, I, who wouldn't love to see a repeat of that series? Maybe not in the first round, <laughs> you know, maybe a little later in another seven-game series. That'd be fun. Uh, last hockey question, because we got to ask you about the Super Bowl uh, before we let you go, Steve. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche uh, were two years removed from their Stanley Cup uh, victory. It was a bit of a step back, losing the first round to the Seattle Kraken would definitely yeah. be considered disappoint disappointing. But Nathan McKinnon, pole position for the Hart Trophy, Kale McCarr's Kale McCarr, they got all the talent in the world. Do you see them as sort of the standard right now in the NHL? Uh, you know, again, that West is so top-heavy. I, I think they've still got an issue with that second-line center. They have not replaced Kadri in my mind. I think they thought they could they could do it, and maybe they'll be a player at the deadline. That might be the piece they're missing. I really like their defense, one to six. Um, I think they're good five-on-five. Five. Um, you know, McKinnon is McKinnon's outstanding. If it's possible for him to be underrated, mm-hmm. I think he is. I think, you know, with all the attention that – that Crosby gets and McDavid gets and other guys and McKinnon seems to be right there. And maybe it's cause he's out in Denver in the thin air and people don't pay as much attention. I, I can't give you a good reason cause he's spectacular and he'll be a fun guy, by the way, to watch the skills. Cause he has all the skills. He can do everything. And um, so, yeah, I think Colorado's the class of that division. I'd be worried about Dallas a little bit too. And, um, and let's not forget Winnipeg, you know, prior to, I don't know, two weeks ago, I think Winnipeg was had the top seed in the entire NHL. Yeah, and then they so faced the Leafs, talking, remember? Right? <laughs> talking to Ken Canada. So, so uh, it's great. It, it's been a great first half. Listen, I love the game. I'm always trying to champion it myself, but I really feel like this first half has been remarkable in terms of uh, any team winning on every night. You see the Sharks now winning games. They're shutting people out. <laughs> uh, you just You just can't count. There's no such thing as an easy two points and teams were down three goals in the third. Those games are not necessarily over anymore as they were in the past. 
All right, before we let you go, I uh, know you're a football guy uh, about a week and a bit away from uh, the yeah. big Super Bowl. What does it hinge on? Who do you have coming out on top? It's really tough. <laughs> uh, I'm So my heart is with San Francisco, and I'll tell you why. Uh, so Brian Greasy is their quarterback's coach, and he is my former partner at ESPN. We mm-hmm. did college football, Monday Night Football together, and um, – and and now he, he was responsible for the Brock Purdy pick. Mm. So it came down. He was the yeah. last pick, chose right, Mr. Irrelevant and all that. And uh, I guess Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they got together. It's all right, Grease, you it's the last pick of the draft. What you know, it's one of those, hey, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes this Brock Purdy, who in essence comes out of nowhere, right? They had Trey Lance, they were all set up at quarterback, Jimmy Grappler, right? They had they had everybody there. And then, uh, and here's this guy, unheralded guy, Iowa State. So he's a great story. I'm rooting for my buddy Greasy to get one. Obviously, his dad, Bob, is the Hall of Fame quarterback, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Brian got a ring as a backup, so I'd like to see him get this uh, for him. I think San Francisco is the better team. Uh, That's how I feel about it. I can't believe the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I remember that stretch during the regular season. Uh, where they couldn't hang on to a pass. Nobody could get open for Patrick Mahomes. Their offensive players are, you know, their foot, they're a foot off, lining up offside every single play before the snap. Like, they couldn't get out of their own way. Um, but, but make no mistake, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl because of their defense, not because of their offense. And I got to speak quietly because my 13-year-old daughter doesn't want me to say anything bad about <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you Travis. better not. Neither does Ayla. Well, you know, I'm a broadcaster. No uh, no allegiances here, Taylor Swift. I happen to like her music, by the way, but that's just go. me. Uh, so, but that's that's where I stand. I'm going to go San Francisco, but I, I think it's close. Uh, I love Andy Reid. You can't count mm-hmm. Andy Reid out. Patrick Mahomes would be the best player on the field. But if we're talking team talent, uh, start to finish, I think the 49ers are probably the better team. Well, Greasy will be a king forever in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. If it's his pick, that leads the 49ers back uh, to a Super Bowl championship uh steve this was awesome catching up hopefully we see you this weekend in toronto hopefully the city is good to you and uh hopefully we can do this again sometime (laughs) so is cuthbert a common name in canada or not uh i only know one of it's common ish you You don't know two yeah well who, who are we talking about alicia or chris oh i was thinking about cc yeah 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 yeah. so that's his old man that's my old man yeah yeah you know him so they know him pretty well see him this weekend too there you go. He's the best. He's one of my idols, man. I just think Aww. he's the greatest. And I'm such a fan of his professionally and personally. He always has all the time in the world for me when I see him in an arena. Careful, Steve. This stuff goes straight to his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for having me Thanks, on, guys. Steve. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Be well. Uh, that's Steve Levy, ESPN. Do you know Chris weekend. Cuthbert very well? Uh, I do. I do. I do. He probably do. knows you pretty well, too. Eh? Uh, he knows me uh, pretty well oh, that as was well. Cute. Uh Let's get tonight's game quickly. Wednesday you couldn't night get off that topic quicker, eh? I actually stayed <laughs> so there longer sweet. than you probably thought right I was going to. Yeah, you know. The Red Wings, the race to relevancy. We talked about mm. it a little bit with Steve. <laughs> Sabres, Senators, Red Wings, who's going to get there first? Who's going to fall out? Doesn't really matter. But it seems like that race has been won by the Red Wings. Nine points up on the Sabres, 17 points up on the Senators. That's crazy. Uh, tonight, they're not comfortably in a wild card spot, but they're mm-hmm. there. Good high-end scoring team. They got Patrick Kane. They're scoring about a lot of goals. Everything's great. They do give up a little bit, but they got a goaltender in Alex Lyon who just keeps 
showing up places, right? He was the guy that got Florida through the first five games, I think it was, in that series with Boston before Sergei Bobrovsky took over. He's played in 20 games for the Red Wings, just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> Six best goals saved above average. That's not the difference between the Red Wings and the other two teams because the other two teams have stepped on some rakes here to start the season. Oof. But Alex Lyon has been very important for finally one of those three teams making it out of that mushy middle and getting into a playoff uh, position or a, a potential playoff spot. So the Red Wings won the race. Does it mean much? I guess we'll find out. It is uh, the race to relevancy tonight on Sportsnet, Ottawa and Detroit, 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to be joined by Aaron Ambrose after the break. Uh, PWHL Montreal, Team Canada, of course. They're about to, after this week, it's a busy week for them. They head off to the rivalry series where they're going to play three more games against the United States. Two in Saskatchewan. So if you're listening from Saskatchewan, uh, February 7th and 9th, good old Saskatchewan, and then in Minnesota. Uh, we'll talk all about what's going to happen here in the next couple of days at the at the All-Star um, game, at the All-Star Skills Comp, and the women's three-on-three. And we'll kick around a couple A-list items at the end of the show. All that's next on the Fan Free Game. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the fan pregame Sportsnet 360 and Sportsnet 590, the fan for the next half hour. As a reminder, we have a bit of a funky schedule the next two days. We won't be on TV, but we'll be on Sportsnet 590, the fan, uh, live from Scotiabank Arena in the booth. We'll give you all the rundown of what we'll be up to, uh, but we'll be seeing up close and personal our next guest, who is up close and personal, coming in studio all the way from Montreal in the downtown for us. Aaron Ambrose, of course, of PWHL Montreal. Team Kloss tomorrow at the PWHL 3 on 3 Showcase. And of course, Team Canada. Aaron, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. It's pretty awesome to be here in studio. We're so excited. This is a big day for Georgina, of course. Sutton, Keswick, uh, you know, usually rivals, but here we are together. And Justin from I'm still learning Georgetown or Brampton. So. or Georgetown? Yeah, that's for your Better parents live, actually. But whatever. Anyway, um, Aaron, is I'm excited to have you in here because we got lots to go through. We've got, obviously, tomorrow's big three-on-three showcase, you know, rivalry series right around the corner. Got PWHL one month into the season. But let's start with tomorrow because it's going to be awesome to see you guys have a moment, um, be the headline event at Scotiabank Arena. You guys get to feel like superstars, and you really are. So what's the excitement level going into tomorrow night? There is a lot of excitement, <laughs> um, a lot of nerves, to be honest. I mm. think that's a jam-packed weekend. Uh, like you said, we got rivalry series starting on, uh, we fly out on Monday. We've got a game on Sunday against Boston. <laughs> and then kind of have to backtrack from there and be like, we're going to live in the moment here yeah. uh, with this all-star weekend. So tomorrow, walk in the red carpet. Ooh, uh, what's gonna, your fit? Oh, we got a good custom fit. Nice. Shout out to Glorious Customs back All in right. Montreal. They've done me very well this year with some custom suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to have the heels on. So my heel walk is always pretty well uh, well known practicing? out there. So <laughs> I'm not bad at it. We just like to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> is that a point of pride for the Montreal team? Like, obviously, you're trying to you know, establish yourself as the best team in terms of the hockey playing but it feels like montreal is getting all the attention for the mm-hmm. sartorial choices so far i would say so i mean you gotta shout out mariah keppel Her i fit, loved that she made that thing uh like keps is unbelievable but uh like i said glorious customs has been so good for a bunch of us mm-hmm. um they've done a bunch of suits for me and jackets um laura and Laura Stacey and Poulin also, Anne Renee gets some done. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Corey Chevry had her custom suit wow. for the home opener as well. So 
We are looking pretty good, I like to say. I'd like to think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and trying to make that. And the hockey's of, going pretty well. I, I mean, you're tied for first in the league. I mean, look good, feel good, play good. Like, that's, that's the say. real slogan, and it's clearly working for Montreal. Um, all right, so the next couple of days, you said you, you obviously you're flying out. Um, you got a game against Boston on Sunday. You got to rivalry series. But t- walk us through what, I guess, today until Saturday looks like for you. Today's a nice day. Today, uh, traveled in a uh, little bit of, I guess, just taking in everything mm-hmm. that is this weekend. Um, tomorrow gets hectic. We're actually practicing in the morning at Nathan oh. Phillips Square. Wow. Uh, 9 a.m. practice. So we will be 9 a.m., 8 a.m. Not sure. I'll One be, of those. I'll AMs. be on time. Um, <laughs> and then Glam Squad will be in the afternoon. Um, so a long red carpet, yeah. 4 o'clock, I think. And then we're at the rink for a while. And then a couple... Things to attend to after hours, which would be pretty what would awesome. Those things be. I'm not sure. There's a couple, uh, couple parties? parties to get to, so got to get on the list for those. I have to do my best. And then Friday, <laughs> obviously, lots going on. Actually, on Friday, there's a lot of different events, different things to attend, and then the skills competition, which I'm actually really excited to mm-hmm. see this year. Okay, so you guys don't get to be involved in the skills comp because you would obviously. Um, you know, own it, and they just want to share the spotlight. But I actually wrote down um, my ranking for what I think you'd be best oh, at. Uh, but I'm going to ask you, like, first, and, I, and if you want me to repeat them, I can. But NHL Skills Comp, obviously, uh, Friday night, will be will be there calling it for the radio. But there are the following passing challenge, one-timers, accuracy shooting, fastest skater, stick handling, and hardest shot. Now, like, which one pops out to you? Okay, so we'll pop out uh, the definite no, fastest skater. We know that. Boots mm. are not light for Aaron, so we're going to take that, <laughs> that one, one off. That one is low on my list, I'll <laughs> yeah, be honest. Yeah, you and I would both not do <laughs> yeah, that. We're not the fleetest of foot. Um, that would, we could leave that Wait, for Laura I thought you were Stacey. taking that one. Well, because uh, you have to in pick In beer four. league. Yeah, in beer league. It's different now, you know? <laughs> um, I would have to go, for me, first one, uh, passing accuracy would be my first. Mm-hmm. And then my second would go shooting accuracy okay be so my top two this is how i ranked it for you number one passing challenge mm-hmm. for sure you can thread the needle uh great poise you guys a defenseman on the point you know the puck's getting to whoever wants it then i had you for one timers as your second one mm-hmm. I, no you don't like that um did a lot of work on them yesterday with poo actually so we're gonna get better okay so yeah. that's why i picked yep. it i knew yep. that and then third i did accuracy shooting yep. Uh, then I had fastest skater because I felt bad not including it, honestly. But stick handling and then hardest shot. Like, I don't know. It's oh, hard, I'd go stick handling before fastest skater. Fastest okay. skater would be last on the list. Well, I'm sure. trying to, com- I'm comparing you to like Renata Fast. And like, you know, it's kind of hard to be that fast, right? Yeah, yeah. it's not going to happen. Anyway. Okay, I'm going go. to pick a skill like that won't be uh, seen uh, at Scotiabank <laughs> Arena. I, but I do want to know what you do better than anyone else in the PWHL. Like if you had one thing that's like, this is what I do. We can talk about minutia. It could be one Mm. of those things, but like something that you are particularly adept at. Okay. You are really just throwing me for a loop right now. Um, I would say like the thing I'm most well known for is my hockey IQ. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't really know if that is a thing that I do, Mm -hmm. um, but it's something that I definitely implement the most into my game. Um, I'd also really like to say uh, power play quarterback, but with our power play percentage right now, I don't know if I'm allowed to say Everybody's that. Everybody's power play percentage is zero. It's hard to score goals in this league. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, like, Unders. yes, I take a lot of pride, and I uh, would like to mm-hmm. obviously increase our percentage on that one, but uh, I don't really feel like I can say that right now. So we're just going to go with a hockey IQ. Yeah, if I was to answer that for Aaron, I would have said, like, your vision, your poise, and I think Hockey IQ all come kind of comes into that as well. Like, seeing the ice really well, like, that's why passing accuracy would be, like, you, you, your skill set. Uh, so I think as hard as it is to answer a question about how 
you do the best at something, I think you did a great job. Um, let's talk about Team Kloss. Of course, tomorrow night against uh, Team King. I'm going to be on Team Kloss's bench. And I, yeah. I chose it for a couple of reasons. My analysis of this team is highest vibes, mm-hmm. young, fun, and speedy. Yeah. How do you think I did? I think really good. Uh, again, sorry for taking away the speedy part, but I think our other team members <laughs> make up fast for that. Ones on Renata, there. Laura Stacey, yeah. Heisey, yeah. Nursey's got some wheels. Like, we skate well other than me so like we're good me and abby rock we'll just it's okay we're there so um but <laughs> we're high vibes the vibe high right. um i'm really excited this group is like you said a lot of fun mm-hmm. um i think the best part is that it's a really nice mix of people um like a taylor heisey i haven't really gotten to know too much other than kind of some event level stuff with mm-hmm. delcetto and then Somebody like Alex Carpenter, I cannot wait to play with. Um, I think I've always gone up against Carp since U18s. I have so much respect mm-hmm. for her. So to be able to be on the ice with her, she's been lighting it up with New York. I um, have to be very aware of her, but I'm really excited to play with her. And then I'm honestly really excited to play in front of MASH again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been yeah. a while, It has right? been a while. It does feel weird that she's not on the Montreal team. I know. would fit right there. Yep. Um, I mentioned it, Team Claus, Team King. Of course, Billie Jean King has been a huge part of this journey from the PWHPA, yep. the PWHL, uh, and far before that. What does it mean for the players to have her leadership, her experience, her hard work as a backbone to where you are right now, where you want to be? Uh, so to answer that, Ailish, I think the best part or the best way I can describe it is this year at the draft, uh, when we were able to get a photo mm-hmm. with her on the <laughs> stage. Uh, my family was in awe that I got to take a photo with Billie Jean King and shake her hand. And that to me was like, sometimes I forget, like I just know her as Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really think of her as what she has done to literally change the world mm-hmm. for women, the female athletes. And I think kind of having her and Lana Claus there, like it's just so cool and she, Billie Jean King actually came into our room down in New York and gave us a pregame speech. Oh. And again, just one of those moments where you sit there and you're like, I cannot believe that she just gave us, like, it's, it gives you chills mm-hmm. because she is an icon, literally an icon. She dresses like one 2 eh? Those yes. power suits? The gla- and the glasses. The She's glasses so cool. always match. I'm trying to embody. Like that's the inspiration. I'm trying to embody the power suit tomorrow. It's purple. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm a little like. You're bringing purple Jean glasses King too? Because no. you could ask. I could get some, though. Amazon overnight. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know if it'll be uh, Billie Jean uh, worthy if you get them off Amazon in one day, but maybe. Uh, we'll okay. see how it looks. Okay, let's do, um, you know, what we've got so far here for Montreal uh, this season. Tied for top spot after the mm-hmm. first month of hockey. What's been the key to that? Because everyone's trying to coalesce real quick here and get uh, uh, your your best foot forward as fast as possible. That takes a lot of, you know team building and team unity coming together sort of hastily. Uh, what's been the key for you guys to get together, get on the same page and get off to this hot start? Well, I think it starts with our leadership. Um, when you have somebody like Marie-Philippe Poulin as your captain, there is nothing that is kind of going to stop you from getting together as a group. I mm. think Marie knows exactly. Weird, I just called her Marie. I think Poo knows exactly yeah, what like she so needs to do. professional of you. Right? <laughs> Um, she knows what needs to be done in order to kind of create that culture right from the get-go. Um, we were able to spend uh, a little bit of time away from the rank early on in training camp, which was really special, and I think that helped just kind of set the foundation. And for us as a group, I think it's just been our adaptation as we've gone along. Um, we've understood kind of the changes that need to be made to our game plans throughout, throughout games, but also from game to game. And I think uh, it was actually Gab David uh, made a really good point that good teams don't lose multiple games in a row. And yeah, some games aren't going to go our way. And that's kind of the new part of us understanding 
professional league, we're not going to win every single game. So when things don't go our way, okay, how do we become a better team in understanding what didn't work and kind of transition that into the next game? And I think we've done a really good job in bouncing back when things haven't gone the way we wanted them to. One thing that I, I think you don't give yourself credit for in that was like leadership. Well, like you're one of the veterans now. I know that as I'm not trying to date us, uh, we did play together a long time ago. We are now kind of in the older phase mm-hmm. of this professional Welcome. growth. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> but you've played in different iterations of professional women's yeah. hockey. You've played at the Olympics. You've played at NCAA. You've played everything. And now there's young and international and new faces in this league. Like how have you grown i guess as a leader with your experience in all these different leagues and in winning and in losing to be you know one of the leaders on this brand new pwhl montreal Uh, i think the best part about being a leader is the people that you get to learn from Mm -hmm. um so for me i've taken a lot of things especially with the national team from renata fast and jocelyn Mm -hmm. larock and i think it's really cool to say that about renata fast because we were roommates in college. It's not yeah. like this is somebody like Joss is obviously somebody who's been around a little bit longer than Renata and I both have on the team and has a lot more experience. So there's things to learn from that. But then from Renata, just to be able to learn from her and how she goes about her day to day, I think is something that I've continued to learn from. And then again, just going back to somebody like Marie Philippe Poulin and even Laura Stacy, again, somebody that's our age, Alish. And I think mm-hmm. that somebody that we've kind of been intertwined wherever we've gone throughout our hockey careers and to be able to learn from Laura's habits away from the rink. And I always go back to, as a female athlete, you always heard NHLers being told, oh, he's a good pro. He's, mm. he's the pro. He knows mm-hmm. how to play the pro game. He's just learning how to be a pro. And I think Laura Stacy is honestly a quote-unquote pro for us as female athletes. And, She's all right. And I shouldn't just say quote-unquote <laughs> because we are pros now, mm-hmm. but in the sense of she knows how to be a pro. She knows what it takes to prepare her body. She knows how to kind of take care of, take care of herself away from the rink and something that I've continued to learn from her, something I would like to continue to implement throughout the, throughout the season. Uh, one of the few blemishes on the record so far, and just a few, uh, was a loss to Toronto, Aaron. Uh, I know you're tight with Sarah Nurse. I know you're tight with a lot of people. On that uh, Toronto team, did they let you have it afterwards? Uh, honestly, I don't think there were any words uh, very much spoken after the game. I mm. did see Emma Malte before the game, but every home game we've had, it's been so chaotic. I haven't gotten to see really anybody after games, um, but I did see Nursey today at the hotel before I came yeah. here, and it was probably too long of a hug that I gave her. So I'm excited <laughs> to spend some time with her this week and then obviously into the rivalry series next week because – those are friendships that, yes, we're on the ice and we're extremely competitive, but at the same time, it's it's just so nice to be able to see your friends and catch up and even connect on how things are going with them too, not trying to poke and prod and mm-hmm. see how the Toronto team's doing internally. They're not doing well on the on the standings. So. You said it, not <laughs> Yeah, you know. But also just to see how she is as my friend and mm-hmm. see kind of what she needs to do to adapt and how I can help her out as a friend well, too. It, it's interesting, right? Because this is like a network that's uh, of, you know, athletes and competitors that know each other quite well and then a league is formed uh, around them. And, and like there are just relationships that are obviously going to transcend what's uh, uh, happening yeah. on the ice and you guys obviously playing in the Olympics and playing rivalry series and playing events like this one, it kind of blurs the lines a little bit, but I, I am interested in like, you know, w- what the chatter is like and what mm. the conversations are like afterwards and, and, and between games and between teams talking about how the league is doing is like, is that alive? Like, or have there been some boundaries that have been set? I think it's very much still being figured out to be honest. Mm. I think a lot of us are trying to navigate it as we go 
Um, there's definitely times to, like, Nursi and I will talk. We'll FaceTime uh, throughout the time. Renata and I will chat pretty frequently. And things like that, like, those things aren't really going to change. But at the same time, like, navigating how much you want to talk to each other about the internal parts of your team mm-hmm. and what you do and don't want to share. And that's something that we just haven't experienced in so long. And I think it's something that we're also trying to figure out as we go. Um, but at the same time, like, remembering that at the same time, like, yeah, once I get on the ice, it's no friends. Mm-hmm. That's no different than Americans like a Savannah Harmon that I play against whenever we play the U.S. Like that's mm-hmm. somebody that, yeah, I play against her at Ottawa, but I also went to school with her. I know Stavs for a long time. So those friendships, I think it's kind of the fun thing about women's hockey and always has been. Um, I mean, Ailish and I used to go at it pretty good. Clarkson versus Dartmouth used to go at it really good with Laura Stacy, oh, And yeah. now um, <laughs> we're the best of friends. We always yeah. were. That's cute. Um, I, we got like one or two more for you. We'll let you go. Uh, you got a long schedule ahead. But so you're not from Montreal, but you've now had two stints living in that city. I wonder if it's starting to feel like home for you yet. And secondary, uh, I am coming to Montreal in a month to come to one of your games because I've heard that it's incredible atmosphere. You guys have your own rink. It's your own fan base. It's electric. So what am I in for and how great is it to kind of have Montreal as your home base again? I'm going to start with question two because I'm just going to say the DJs are phenomenal. Amazing. Like (laughs) we have DJs come to our home games. Uh, I I don't know. We've had some different variations of them, Mm -hmm. but apparently like people are like researching them as they're there. I was with my old roommate, went for dinner with her last night and she's like, I pulled up her Instagram and was like going through her Instagram because right. I was like, this DJ is unbelievable. So our in arena vibes are unbelievable. Um, obviously I'm a little bit biased, but mm. even when we played Toronto, like Renata went skated by me and she was like, it is booming out here. Like it's just the vibe is immaculate and both at Verdun and Place Bell. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been really exciting. And I'm not even surprised because... In the days of the CWHL, when you would have maybe a thousand fans yeah, there, it was Montreal loud. was still very loud. And anytime you go to Habs game at the Bell Center, like it's one of the loudest rinks mm-hmm. I've ever been in. So, in that sense, buckle up because you are going to have a time in Montreal. Um, and then to your question about just being home, it it always has kind of been a secondary home for me. Um, obviously. Home is where my family is very much, but home is also where Henry is. So Mm. it is in Montreal. That's my dog, by the way. (laughs) Um, It is Montreal. And I just, I'm starting to enjoy and really get settled in. I think this last weekend, I just felt like I got a little bit more settled Mm. in my surroundings and just being comfortable in my space and um, been able to have my family out there and my nephew. So I feel like things are starting to kind of come together and we're getting settled in for our three-year contract, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be there on the 24th when you play Ottawa. So, like, you know. And board, the French coming border along, battle. I hope. Yeah. We're already there. Très bien. Bay oui, bay oui. Oh, God. Yeah, you got to work on I'm going to bring, like, a little <laughs> English to French manual. No, you're okay. No, I'll be you're okay. Um, okay, last one for you, Aaron. Uh, quickly, rivalry series starting up again. You're headed there right after this weekend, basically. Feb 7, 9, and 11. Toon Sass. Sask, Saskatchewan, uh, and Sask, and Minnesota. So Canada obviously trailing a little bit, rough start. But, you know, what's the vibe around rallying for this? It's not like it's not been done before. Yeah, uh, I think the big thing, honestly, we got to get there. Got to get through our Boston game before Mm -hmm. we get to the rivalry series. And I think that that's something our group is pretty proud of, is we've been able to go to things, put things on hold when we're at a rivalry series. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there in December, but... They did a great job of kind of getting ourselves back into this series. Um, and like you said, we were down 3 nothing last year in the rivalry series. No reason we can't do it again. 
Um, going to be around a lot of Americans this weekend, so not going to talk about that too much. But at the Trip same time... Trip you know? <laughs> no, Team Cloth for right. the win. Team Cloth, Team Cloth, um, yes. <laughs> and I think just taking it game, game by game. Um, with our group, it's always... Uh, got to kind of segment it and make mm-hmm. sure that we're not focusing on the Minnesota game because we got to focus on our two games in Sask mm-hmm. um, and kind of get through those and come out with wins in those to make sure the Minnesota Minnesota game is really important. Got to yeah. send those DJs to Sask. I yeah, think. I right? agree. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. Um, all right, Aaron, I know you got lots going on. I'll see you tomorrow on Can't the bench. Wait. Can't wait to see the fit rolling in. Uh, everybody check out Aaron's social too because you'll be sharing lots of good stuff. I will. Uh, tomorrow, PWHL, three-on-three uh, showcase at Scotiabank Arena. We'll be broadcasting all of it. Um, we'll let you know how to watch and cheer. But Aaron, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, so nice to have you in our little studio. Eh? Thank you, guys. It's uh, we'll like ch- home. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> home, home, home. Um, all right, we'll chat with Aaron tomorrow. Uh, appreciate you coming on. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to do for the next day or two because we've been telling you that we're not on the air. Let's tell you how to watch us or listen to us at least. Um, okay, so tomorrow will be uh, a 6 p.m. show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Only from the booth at Scotiabank Arena, Justin and Gord Stellick uh, will have the All-Star Players Draft, followed by the Man of the Year, followed by the PWHL 3-on-3 Showcase, which you'll see Aaron. And I'll be on the broadcast. So that's exciting. The Sportsnet TV broadcast will be on the benches uh, for Team Kloss. So I got my purple power suit, and I'm ready to interview. Yeah, you're and wheeling I, around the office with it, just <laughs> right over the shoulder. Yeah, I know. it's Ready like, to rock. It's pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. Friday, uh, 6 p.m. show, but it's on Sports and 590, the fan only. And it's from the booth at Scotiabank Arena as well. We're going to have Jackie Redman. We might have Gary Bettman join us as well. Maybe some Great. other folks for the next uh, full, for a full hour before the All-Star Skills competition. And I'll be down at the benches at one point trying to rip interviews with some of the guys. It's going to be fun. Controlled Chaos, and Jim, Ralph, and John Bartlett will have the call for that. And then Saturday, Justin and I will have another two-hour, or two, a 2 p.m. hour-long pregame show before the All-Star Games begin. Yeah, we, you and I have Lots somehow wrangled two of the best possible seats in the house for the <laughs> skills competition. I know mine is not as good as yours. First, it was labeled a corner in the arena, but I've seen it. And it looks like I'm going to be right on the glass I watching it. So it's going to be pretty uh, remarkable that we're going to be that close to the first ever, and I hope many, uh, skills competitions that are mm-hmm. worth a lot of money and actually get uh, the high skill out of the highest skilled guys in the NHL. Uh, one more thing to share with you. It's Hockey Night Punjabi in Brampton. In partnership with the city of Brampton and the NHL, Hockey Night in Canada Punjabi is celebrating the sport of hockey on Monday, February 5th with a free community skate at Gormeadows Outdoor Rink. So come meet the team, check out the United by Hockey Mobile Museum and go for a skate and take a picture with the Stanley Cup. There's going to be food trucks, plenty of games and activities for everyone. Celebrate hockey with Hockey Night Punjabi on Monday, February 5th from 3 until 8 p.m at Gore Meadows Outdoor Rink in Brampton. All right, a couple best bets to wrap up our show. Boom. Let's do it. You just heard it. PWHL Team Kloss, all right? I'm all over it. I'm on the benches. My besties are on the team. So let's go Moneyline, boys. Like, minus 108? Like, what are we doing here? I'm telling boys to all my squad here that we are riding. Justin, Holly, and uh, Mike, we are doing this big yeah. time here. I'm intrigued by that over under seven and a half. The over is juiced uh, a little okay. bit, minus we, 138 We need there. to quickly discuss this because plus money for the under. We've been doing unders, unders, unders for PWHL. Yes, but this is a, it's a completely different I understand it's an all-star tomorrow. game, but like the goalies are good. No, they're not going to be diving out of the net on purpose. It's, I, I know, think it could be... We're going to have two-on-ones galore, breakaways. We're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. Seven and a half is high, Justin. And it's 20 minutes long? It's only 20 minutes of action. Even yeah. if it's like a 
five, two games. We didn't ask games, Garrett. We were supposed to ask I'll Garrett how her. they were going to handle this. Anyway, I still think I'm a team unders until the end of time. So you could do Kloss, Moneyline, under seven and a half. And there's your big bucks. Okay, to avoid uh, uh, you know throwing away money on the NHL, what few NHL games we have and NBA games over this week, I'm just building my prop card as we go <laughs> uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, and we're working on a board. We're going to have a full board going uh, of my prop bets uh, into next week. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so everyone's been down on Patrick Mahomes a little bit. Like, obviously, his Says brilliance who? gets them through to Super Bowls. But if you look at the numbers, it's not, like, overly impressive. I think he's only thrown for over 300 yards, like, a handful of times this year. It hasn't been the Patrick Mahomes show to this point. However, I believe Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great Super Bowl. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers have been gettable. I mean, Jordan Love threw all over them. Uh, it, it just seems like they are not, they might be the worst unit out of the four that are going to be on the field for Super Bowl 58. So I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes at 250 plus yards and one touchdown. It's only minus 135, but I'm going to grow this. We're going to go 250 to 300 to 350, one touchdown to two touchdown to three touchdown. We're going to ladder this baby up because that's what we like to do. Patrick Mahomes, 350 and three touchdowns will be the final bet and that oh, will be plus goodness. money. But what I'm saying is you can start at a very reasonable 250 and one Minus 135, start there, build out Patrick Mahomes because I think he's going to have a good game against a 49ers secondary, which is pretty weak. Okay. I can't wait to do all of these in a nice, beautiful graphic next week when we go through the Super Bowl prop bets. Eventually, right? I know. I'm, I, I have been placing bets while you're talking. What I just did? Yeah. Or Kloss? No, yeah, your bets. Wow. I'm laddering okay. it up. Um, I got one last one for you. It's a revenge game tonight. Up next on Sportsnet, it is Ottawa and Detroit, and it is Alex DeBrincat's opportunity for two plus goals. Tonight mm. is plus 1,200. Sends are not good, and DeBrincat is good. So, how about we just ladder it up to two plus goals? There you go. Ladder. That's plus 1,200. Why not three if you're laddering it up? There's All right. three rungs on that There ladder. you go. We can just do a hattie for fun. All right, we're laddering it up to Scotiabank Arena tomorrow. Um, we will have a lot of fun for you the next couple of days. Keep everything locked on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It's going to be a very fun weekend. And if you're around the city, say hi. We'd love to see you. Um, we'll catch you on TV on Monday.